You're a little bit racist. Well, you're a little bit too. I guess we're both a little bit racist. Admitting it is not an easy thing to do. But I guess it's true. Between me and you, I think everyone's a little bit racist sometimes. Doesn't mean we go around committing hate crimes. Look around and you will find no one's really colorblind. Maybe it's a fact we all should face. Everyone makes judgments. This is Random Acts of Tangent. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for being part of the show. We got something to talk about off the bat here. Ah, let me introduce ourselves first. How about that? I'm Adam. I'm joined by Rex. Hey guys, how you doing? Alright, now I'd be remiss if I didn't bring this up because it's right on the heels of our last show and there is new information about the crazy, crazy Dr. Laura. I thought she was going to go away for a little while, but she jumped back into the spotlight uh, almost a couple days after the story broke, and went on Larry King to make an announcement. I'm here to say that my contract is up for my radio show at the end of the year, and I've made the decision not to do radio anymore. The reason is I want to regain my First Amendment rights. I want to be able to say what's on my mind and in my heart and what I think is helpful and useful without somebody getting angry, some special interest group uh, deciding this is a time to silence a voice of dissent and attack affiliates and attack sponsors. I'm sort of done with that. So that was her, the beginning of her comments. I mean, she keeps going on to say other things, which we'll get into in a second. Yeah. But uh, off the bat, the, the thing that uh, jumped out at me when, when I first heard that was she wants to be able to say what's in her heart. Yeah. If this is coming from the controversy that just happened, yeah, I don't think that's a very wise choice of words. Uh, the the, the N word is in her heart. That's right, exactly. really what she's saying, right? Exactly. I mean, she's she's quitting or uh, not re- re-signing her contract because I assume of of this of this thing. She's being silenced for her comments, uh, but she wants to keep saying what she wants, but what's in her heart, and based on what just happened, I mean that I think that's the damning thing to say, but. I'm sure that's not what she meant, and I mean, I'm just putting my crazy spin on it, but I don't know. I don't think so. I, I mean, I think that that's kind of like a, a flawed, uh, or not even a flawed frame of reasoning, but it's just a cop-out to begin with, with, with her whole, like, I'm going to, you know, that's that's kind of like saying, you can't fire me, I quit. You know, <laughs> Pretty much. Thing. You know, she's trying to break up with the radio station before the radio station breaks up with her. Right. You know? Now, um, apparently, uh, Larry King did ask her shortly after this if she did tell her radio people. And yeah. she said, yeah, I called them about 10 minutes ago before I came on the air with you. And they told me that this was not necessary. But she took it upon herself to go go through with it anyway. Yeah, it's crap. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. I think it's, it's crap. Uh, so she goes on to get a little more specific about her comments. You know, when I started in radio, you said something somebody didn't agree with or they didn't like, they argued with you. Now they try to silence you. They try to wipe out your ability to earn a living and to have your job. They go after affiliates. They send threats to sponsors. But that's their right too. This is Dr. Laura. She's yeah. she's a little she's a bright she's a bright person. I, I got to give her some credit for knowing something about the world. And I guess she did earn her quote unquote doctorate, which <laughs> debatable. Um, yeah. But that I think is a good point. 
the, yes, you can uh, say whatever you want, but then there's all these people coming after you. There's okay. these groups and special interest groups that want to uh, give you crap for everything you say. Now, one of the uh, people I listen to on the radio is uh, Frosty, Heidi, and Frank. They're a very funny group of people. They pretty much offend everybody at all. Yeah. And uh, every now and then they'll get a call from somebody that gets pissed off and they're offended. Mm-hmm. The, and and the, what they always reply back is, so you, you like the show, right? But this offends you. So all the other things that we say that offends you, you're fine with. But now we got to you and now you're upset about it. Mm-hmm. It's like you got to take everything. I mean, if you're going to be offended by one thing, you got to be offended by everything. Yeah, but I feel like that's different because Frosty, Hattie, and Frank aren't, you know, supposedly, uh, they, they don't claim to have a degree in psychology and they don't claim to uh, be an authority on how a person is supposed to, like, act morally. Right. And I, and I feel like Dr. Laura does do these things. In fact, I feel like that's what all of her show is about. But Frosty, Heidi, and Frank, it's more like a entertainment, you know, a geared show where they address popular issues and, like, what do you feel about this? It's, it's almost like I'm, you know, sitting down with a drink with them and, and bullshitting. Right, and yeah. that's kind of like what I hope this show is for people. Just just bullshitting, we're not too serious. Yeah, we get serious every now and then, but it's mostly just crap. We're just whatever. Whatever comes to our brain, jumps in. I mean, most of the time when we do the podcast, we are drunk. So. Right, yeah, well, it, it, you're, it's required to drink if you're going to be on the show. It's, <laughs> it's a prerequisite. <laughs> yeah, but, but I mean, as far as like her First Amendment rights, uh, I mean, she still has her First Amendment rights. If she wants to continue to say what she wants to say, she can say it. If her sponsors pull out on her, then her sponsors pull out on her. And nobody says that she can't legally not say certain things. I mean, that's what we're talking about when we say First Amendment rights. It means that you have the, the legal right to say something. Yeah, she has the legal right to say something. Does she have the financial right to say it and stay on the air because, you know, her, her sponsors are going to you know cut funding or not? No, that's different. That is completely different. Right. Like, uh, we're free to run around and do all kinds of crazy stuff, yeah. uh, but there is always a cost for it. Yeah, a violation of her First Amendment rights would be if a cop came into the studio and stopped her from speaking. Right. That That's not what is happening. What is happening is sponsors are listening to what the, that she says. Maybe some of them are companies with African-American owners. Or, or sell a large majority of products to a, a specific demographic that she offends, and they go, "Well, we we can't we can't be giving money to the show." Right. These people aren't going to buy our stuff. Yeah, like uh, to uh, reference my my good old boy Bruce Willis, because it's been a while since I've talked about him. Uh, he has the right to walk down the streets of Harlem with a sandwich board that says, "I hate <laughs> the N word." Yeah. He has the right to do that. Now, and the Samuel L. Jackson has a right to save him. Yeah, Samuel L. Jackson, Zeus, has a right to come tell him, get get out of here, because you're about to die. Yeah. yeah. But it's consequences. I mean, yeah, you have the right to do things, but just saying you have the right to do it doesn't mean that you necessarily should. And uh, I think that's a, that's a big topic of, uh, recently in a lot of things that's happening today. It's right. I mean, it's it's not right. They have the right to. Maybe they shouldn't, but they are protected to do it if they if they want. If they're willing, yeah. if they're ready to deal with the consequences, then go for it. Yeah, definitely. You you want to go do that with the, the with the sign? You want to go, you know, claiming white power and all this crap? Go ahead and do it. Yeah, it's going to be legally wrong when a mob of people kill you. 
<laughs> but you're still going to die. Yeah. You know what I mean? And 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 that's that's the difference though between like her first amendment rights that are guaranteed to her. It means in relation to the state. It means in relation to to uh, a, a police officer coming in or an FBI agent or somebody coming in and, and forcibly stopping her from doing what she's doing. Yeah. Um that it's it has nothing to do with a sponsor pulling funding from her. So that's that's his own free right. Yeah, and that's what Larry King says at the very end there, that that's their right too. Yes. Now he's he's at the end of his line, I think, but that was a decent comment from him. He he doesn't he's not the sharpest tool in the shed anymore. <laughs> She hasn't been for a while. Man. Yeah, like uh, there's one time you had a Seinfeld on, and he asked him if if he quit or if he got fired, and Seinfeld went nuts. Like, what? Do you know who I am? Do you think I walked away? I think, <laughs> I, I think I got fired. Number one show on the planet. You think they fired me? I like I like your, uh, your impression. There. Thank you. I've been working on it. <laughs> anyway, let's uh, go on to the next clip here. Then. All right. My First Amendment rights have been usurped by angry, hateful groups who don't want to debate, they want to eliminate. So that's why I decided it was time to move on to other venues where I could say my piece and not have to live in fear anymore that sponsors and their families are going to be upset, radio stations are going to be upset, my peeps, as I call them, are going to be upset. So she is moving on uh, to a different place, moving on to a different venue, which is going to be the Internet. She talks about that. Yeah, uh, because internet, I think, is the wave of the future for communication. I mean, we're, yeah, we're and on the for, for uh, isolated groups that have crazy, crazy perspectives. So she'll she'll have a following there. Yeah, she was talking about not upsetting uh, her peeps. Now, if uh-huh. her, if her peeps actually do follow her to the internet, uh, mm-hmm. and, and she has the liberty to say all kinds of other things that she wouldn't normally be able to say, yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure they're still going to be upset. Just because you're not on the radio to upset them, they're still going to listen to you off the air. Where you have freedom to be even more crazy. Well, it's a question of her sponsors, though. I mean, that's what she's talking about. Is her she's being restricted and usurped because she doesn't want to lose funding from her show. In reality, nobody's stopping her from what doing what she's doing. They're just saying we're not going to give you our money anymore if you act like this. Yeah. That's what's really happening. Now, the the one thing also that I uh, I kind of find interesting about this, which I agree with. Again, I found myself agreeing a lot with this crazy chick, which um, kind of concerns me. Yeah, me too. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that she talked about how the, there was a point in the, uh, the previous clip and also in this one where you can say things and it would be up for debate. Yeah, uh, but nowadays there's no debate; it's shut them down. Yeah, well, you you approach it a certain way, though. The, I mean, the the way that she brought it up. Well, I mean, that's what I was talking about before on the previous podcast. You don't just blurt out the n-word you don't just do that you know you, you, that's pretty much what she did she just yelled it three or four times with, uh, with a, a african-american person on the show if she really wanted to debate you know the use of the n-word as a as like a anthropological phenomenon or whatever <laughs> the hell she wants to talk about like the etymology of the word and how it developed then then you refer to it you don't you don't ref, you don't blatantly just State it. You say, well, the N-word. We say N-bomb often enough. We say the N-word on, on their show. Mm-hmm. How come she can't just simply say the N-word? She didn't do that. Yeah, she went nuts. She did. She went nuts. I mean, she's talking about, like, people want to have a civil conversation. Well, fucking have a civil conversation then. Yeah. <laughs> she didn't try to have a civil conversation. Yeah, let's just go crazy and start yelling things. That's not <laughs> civil at all. <laughs> Is this what you want? <laughs> 
So I, I guess as far as the, the First Amendment rights go, I mean, yeah, nobody's taking them from her. She's, I think this is a big cop-out. She's, like you said, uh, you can't fire me, I quit. That's what this, yeah. this whole thing is about. <laughs> you, you can't break up with me, I'm breaking up with you. Right. So as, as far as the internet and putting your show on there, you, you do have more freedom to do stuff. And, and we have freedom to do whatever we like on this show. Yeah. Uh, are you ever afraid of stuff that you say getting around to other people? On this show specifically? Well, no, Adam, because I know that you just edit all that stuff out. <laughs> yeah, well, that stuff is that's a given. There's certain things that nobody should hear. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there are things that we say that uh, stories we tell, maybe perspectives that maybe aren't that well known, but now become well known by everybody that listens anyway. I mean, not like we have this huge following, but it, it will eventually get around. Like, is well, the- yeah, I think that if somebody wants to disown me or stop being friends with me because of an isolated political view that I state, or even even if I say something and I sound really convincing, like I believe it 100%, and uh, they can't give me the benefit of the doubt that maybe I'm just plain advocate, right? I mean, that's something you and I both do. Yeah. A, a lot. I mean, we, we go, well, you know, I get your point, but I've heard this argument before, and the people that defend it, they might say this. Yeah, you know, and and we do that all the time, and sometimes we don't even state it like that. We just play. Well, what about this? You know, and and I understand that uh, we we do. We try to we try to explore issues and and all of the possible consequences, and sometimes it results in in real, weird, crazy uh, conclusions like killing all retards or yes. <laughs> something like that. But uh, if if somebody wants to stop being friends with either of you or me, uh, instead of just appreciating us for who we are and the good time that they have with us, then uh, that's their loss. Absolutely. I mean, we're, we're awesome people. So, yeah, I'm going to stick by that. <laughs> I mean, do, do you, are you worried? There are certain things that I say, and after it leaves my mouth, I'm like, ooh, maybe I should have saved that story for a private. But I don't know. I, I like to think about this as, this, this whole show is about honesty. Uh, yeah. And this is how I feel about things, and I'm going to say it, and if it upsets people, it upsets you. And hopefully you know me well enough, or you'll get I mean, to half me. the time I hope it upsets them. Yeah. Because I hope that they hear something, and then they, they get all pissy, and then they go on our Facebook group, and then they post a comment, in this last show, you said this fucking thing, and you're a dirty liar. You know, do that. We'll, we'll address it. We'll rebuke it. We'll, we'll bring you on the show. We'll have you state your case. Yeah, and in fact, uh, during our earlier shows, we were uh, doing a lot of talk about chicks, man. Yeah. And uh, one female listener of ours, uh, she was talking to me about, I mean, she she had never met you. Yeah. And uh, she she asked me, so who's your caveman friend? Uh Uh-huh. Because of some of your stuff talking about girls, uh, it can seem, I guess, a little Neanderthal-ish. Well, according to her, anyway, I mean, uh, we, we don't differ too much on our opinion of females and relationships and stuff like that. But uh, her opinion was, like, both of us, actually, had no idea what we're talking about. Oh, really? Wow, that's... And I encouraged her, send me an email then so we can talk about this. And uh, she never did. I'm sure she's got other things going on. Otherwise... She tried to put it together in a logical format. It just wouldn't fit. (laughs) What fucking happened? Stuff like that. (laughs) (laughs) It was not because she's a woman. Oh. (laughs) Right, no. No, no, no. Right, a totally different reason. Nothing to do with it. It's because she has a vagina. Hermaphrodites <laughs> are a whole subject to this too. Right. <laughs> I'm just playing. That's better. 
don't forget about pre-op. Um, I'm sorry. Oh, right. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I'm not even going to walk down that road. I'm going to offend a, a whole group of people that I, <laughs> I actually enjoy hanging out with. <laughs> Very good. If we don't offend you, then uh, we haven't done our job. Pretty Talking good. about trannies, Adam. Oh, oh no. That's derogatory. I know, not right? That word. I thought that was weird. I'm like, what do we call them then? Because the, <laughs> the Skylar episode, uh, he said that one of the most offensive uh, sl- slang terms or whatever for uh, people that are identify as, as a woman that are men or men that are, or women that are identify as men, you know, or anywhere in between. Uh, an offensive phrase that, that it used for them is tranny. Yeah. And I'm like, well, well, that's, it's just, it's a, it's like an abreve, man. Like it's, it's, <laughs> it's probably the first abreve. It's just saying you're a transvestite. Well, that's, but I mean? that's not what it is though. That's, that's, I think that's what, what the problem was. Oh yeah. Cause uh, what he, I think what his point was, is uh, transgender being called the tranny is wrong. That, cause that's upsetting because you make the connection to transvestite, which is something else. I don't, maybe I misunderstood, but whatever. So yeah, there's certain things that I do say uh, that I, maybe I wish I didn't. But I mean, that's the that's the nature of the beast. I, I started doing this because I I want I just wanted to start talking about stuff, and if stuff comes out that it maybe isn't kosher for certain people, then I guess I'll deal with that when I get to it. I haven't heard any really negative comments about it yet. But I want some. I want I want people to to call me a motherfucker. I really do. That'd be great. I'd love to have them on the show. Yeah, that would uh, yes. To have a, a debate, which uh, hopefully doesn't turn into yelling uh, profanity three times in a row and then followed by an apology. Right. Eat a dick, eat a dick, eat a dick, I'm sorry. <laughs> right. So nothing really worries you too much then about this show, as far as what you say? Well, no, because I don't use my real name. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's true. Uh, so okay. it's it's not that a big of an issue. Uh, it could be possible deniability. Like, that wasn't me. Yeah. Who's All that right. guy? Very good. I don't know. Right. <laughs> Well, anyway, I have some other stories here that are somewhat related to the law since jumping off of the First Amendment. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody, a stockbroker, he confessed to stealing from clients to support his gambling habits. <laughs> yeah, so uh, he got convicted, and uh, the judge sentenced him to play poker. All right. Uh, yeah, he, he allegedly, he owes over $400,000. And uh, the sentence was, you're going to play poker until you pay back these people. With the winnings. What the fuck? Right? That's a little... What? It, it, it doesn't seem like a punishment to me. I mean, that's what he likes to do. Yeah. But uh, he, he's supposed to pay $7,500 a month. And if uh, he doesn't... If he misses two payments in a row, then he goes to prison for 12 years. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about high-stakes poker. Yeah, no kidding. But uh, I don't know. That's uh, To me, that seems like... Uh, I mean, obviously, he... He must be good at it if the judge is going to sentence him to this, to think he's going to be able to pull it off. Otherwise, when I just send him straight to jail. Yeah. But I'm doing something that I enjoy to do as a punishment. I don't really think that's a punishment. Yeah, I'm on board. What? Oh, well, I mean, obviously I, I don't want to go to jail, so yeah. I'd be doing very good at it. But I don't I don't think that alleviates the crime. It's just like, that. that's, <laughs> I think that's ridiculous. Yeah, it is. Really, I think it's really, really ridiculous. It, it'd be like if if somebody, um, like somebody assaulted somebody else, and then the judge goes, "Well, you have to stop ten assaults in the next two months, or we're sending you to jail." Like, like somehow there's a there's a balance of equities based upon the, the like the the thing the harm that he did. 
See, but I'm, I'm kind of for that in a way. I mean, not, not the way that this guy did it. Well, I, th- I think a better analogy for what, what you're trying to say, I think, is if somebody kills somebody, then maybe he gets assigned to the army where he has to go kill other people that are the enemies, I guess. You're getting punished for killing by having to kill more people. I, honestly, I'm actually on board with that. I think yeah, that see, just makes sense. You put it that way, I, it, makes, I, it makes it sound better. I, well, I, I mean, uh, I think it was in, it was either in Hannibal or, um, the movie Silence in the Lamb, uh, Silence of the Lambs, and um, at the end of the movie, Hannibal's character goes, uh, you know, any logical society would either kill me or find a good use for me. Yeah. And I, I'm very much of that, you know, accord. As serial killers, it's a deep-rooted compulsion to kill, and uh, unless, there's, we only have two options when we find out somebody's a serial killer. I mean, the pathology is fairly easy to spot, and it's pretty much kill them, because they're not going to stop killing if you let them go. There's no such thing as rehabilitation, as far as I know. Or, uh, you know, put them in the army. I mean, if they really like killing, I mean... Yeah, like, uh, you're referencing uh, the, the Hannibal series. Uh, the, the Red Dragon, which was a prequel, also known as Manhunter, the original version. Yeah. Depending which one you watch, it's either uh, Edward Norton or uh, Grissom from yeah. CSI. But uh, anyway, the, that character that they play, uh, that he plays... Uh-huh. He works for the cops to find serial killers, and the reason they're so good at it is because they're so fucking nuts. Yeah, I don't doubt that at all. Yeah, the, the way they were able to reassess the crime and pretty much get into their shoes and know exactly what was happening, that's a little level of sickness. They, if they did put Hannibal to work for the system, they'd be that same kind of crazy deranged guy, but on the other side. Well, see, that's that's how I think it should be. Just make it incentive-based. Use... Use the really, really sharp, intelligent serial killers to catch the other serial killers and say that if you catch them or if, you if you know, your involvement in the case leads to us, uh, you know, catching the dude, then uh, we'll tie him up and stick him in the cell with you. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, hey, we'll feed it. We'll feed him to you, literally. <laughs> yeah, there's actually a show that's on TV right now. I don't know what station it's on. It's called, uh, I think, White Collar. Where there, there's this guy who's a, who's a huge thief, criminal guy. That yeah, he's working I, I know, with, I've seen it. Okay, yeah, he's working with the FBI to find other people, as I guess part of the sentence. Which, yeah, it's a good idea. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of things wrong with that as far as having somebody walking around with you. Not according to the FBI. Really? Does this, does this really happen in real life? Dude, you don't remember the movie Catch Me If You Can? Yeah. It's based on a, it's based on a true story. Right, but oh, that guy wasn't working. Oh, wait, at the end he was. He did. He went to work for the FBI. Remember, um, in the end, uh, the the character that is like the master forger, airplane pilot dude, uh, is there sitting down talking to the FBI agent that had tracked him down eventually. And he has a folder with him. He goes, well, what's that? He goes, oh, well, there's this guy and he's, he's uh, you know, using checks and he's forging them here and blah, 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 blah. And he says, well, let me take a look at him. And he looks at him and he just, he tells him immediately. He goes, it's an inside job. This is what he's doing. This is how he's doing it. Yeah, and later on he just go. He ends up going to work for the FBI. They they waive his uh, sentence because he is that good. And and there's a, there's all been similar cases uh, like this. I think in the early to mid mid nineties there was a kid, and he uh, spoke computer programming language uh, like it was his first language. Like you and I speak English, that's how he spoke com- computer language. Okay, he got busted when he was like 16 or 17 for selling state secrets to Osama bin Laden. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This kid is that, he was that 
You know, he, he maybe his moral compass was off, but he was so good, he, like, hacked the DOD, all right, when he was 16 or 17. Nice. And this kid was so good at it, when they finally got a hold of him, they gave him a job. Very good. They gave him a job. Three years later, it was MTV uh, True Life, uh, I Am a Hacker, and he's on there, this, uh, you know, 20-year-old kid walking around this hacker anti-hacking convention and a cybersecurity convention, and he's walking around in, like, big, you know, Doc Martens with blue hair, uh, oh, acting like a fucking G, you know, pull, probably <laughs> pulling, like, 225, 250K, if not more. Wow. 20. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Yeah, so, I mean, I think there's a place for these people. I mean, when they're really, really talented, I think maybe their moral compass is off. We can just, you know, compensate for that. We've got a place for them. Yeah, now I have to bring something up because, uh, just because. You started talking about a kid who can see code and he reads it like he reads normal stuff. Yeah. Reminds me of a movie, Mercury Rising. You heard of that movie? No. It has Alec Baldwin. But I don't remember it. It has Alec Baldwin in it. It has uh, that little kid from The Sixth Sense. And my boy Bruce Willis. Oh, Bruce Willis! Yeah, <laughs> yeah they, they were testing out this code, and uh, the kid was able to read it. They like put it in crossword puzzles to see if anybody would call the number that the code said to call. And this little kid calls the number because he just reads the number. Yeah. And then um, Alec Baldwin is the developer of this code, and it's it's up to him to make sure that this code is unbreakable. Then this one kid calls in to like pretty much throw down his entire empire. So everyone tries to kill the kid. And uh, Bruce Willis is protecting him, of course, because he's awesome. Because he's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, I don't know if you saw this, but recently on my Facebook, I uh, posted a link to a uh, article that was published, and it was called something like the five diseases that are the most useful to the human race. Five and horrible diseases that change the world. Yeah, there you go. Got it. Well, what's on there? Let's see. We got OCD, epilepsy. Oh my goodness, autism. Hey, yeah. Mercury Rising. It's right there. There you go. It's on right? the page. It's on... <laughs> yeah, it's right there. Mercury Rising, and it talks about how I don't know if it was the FBI or the CIA or uh, a different State Department group. Um, they formed a squad, squads of of people that were autistic to do code breaking. Huh. And uh, it's it's because. They just are so good at it that uh, they can focus on it 100%. And they're just, you know, they're, they're rain man about shit. You know, how many toothpicks on the floor? Probably yeah. 189. <laughs> I mean, they're socially stupid about everything else. But, uh, you know, they got that comparative advantage. Yeah, absolutely. You got to get some use out of people sometimes, whether they are uh, disabled or criminals. If they're useful, why not get use out of them? Decent point. Yeah, you know. Now, uh, back to the guy playing poker, though. This is another thing that I thought about. W- w- you think this would be considered cruel and unusual punishment? Uh, Maybe not cruel, but unusual for sure. Well, see, the, the way that the Supreme Court decides that is uh, if it falls in line with the evolving standards of decency of a moral society. So it, it's pretty much opinionated. In, a, in other words, they, they reference... Uh, a couple different things when they're deciding that. They look like at uh, international policy, international law, if there's been any laws like this around the world before. Um, they look at, uh, you know, the, what they think the public opinion might be. They think about, like, well, what would the majority of people, what might they say? Um, 
And uh, personally, I don't, I don't really think it's... I think he's getting off easy. I, he's lucky that they just didn't fucking throw him in jail. Yeah. Now, you're saying cruel and unusual punishment is based on the majority of people? And not... It's based on a polity of different things, and it all depends on what justice you're talking about on the Supreme Court. But the the definition that they use is uh, some something along the lines of to, the rule has to fall in line with the evolving standards of decency of a fair and modern society. Because uh, there was there was a story one time about a, a fat guy in prison claiming cruel and unusual punishment because he was so fat that he needed a certain amount of calories, and they weren't giving him as many calories as he needed. That's bullshit. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the majority of people would say that's not cruel and unusual. But uh, no. for some reason, I feel like he won a case for some, I don't know. Really? I, I, it wouldn't surprise me. Really. It's cruel and unusual that they don't feed him enough food, but it's not cruel and unusual that he's probably getting ass raped by felons. <laughs> I mean, seriously, let's let's compare the two uh, two things here. Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to give up first? <laughs> or what are you going to choose not to have? Yeah. I, I mean, I'm going to go with that. You know what? You you uh, take away as much food as you want, as long as I don't get ass raped. Yeah, that's a better trade. <laughs> Good. You're swinging for the wrong thing there. <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, things going a little crazy, uh, for the unusual, uh, out of, uh, I believe it's New York, a seven-year-old girl got shut down for having a lemonade stand. She was ticketed for not having a license to sell lemonade. So a couple agents came over and shut the place down. Seven years old. Mm-hmm. Where, have, for Christ's sake, have a heart. But, I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, this uh, the story got to the, uh, the local news and some some businesses. Mm-hmm. Some local businesses set her up for a day. They they found a way to get her per, uh, temporary license to sell lemonade at some tire shop, and uh, she made over two thousand dollars. Well, see, that's why they fucking did it, man. What in? Um, I forget who told me this recently, but they were talking about how uh, the poverty in, in third world countries is so bad that they uh, the people that have children in those countries, they do it intentionally because they can put the children in the streets to beg for them, like an occupation. Right. That was a Slumdog Millionaire, I think, they did a little thing about that. Yeah, some, something along those lines where it's just like, they do this on purpose. And if they're intentionally doing this, I mean, think about it, she made 2K, right? I mean, obviously that's with a lot of promotion. Yeah. But even if she's making 10% of that on a day-to-day basis, she's making she's still pulling 200 bucks for a 7-year-old. Yeah, but you think that should that should be shut down? Yeah, man, if you're making 200 bucks, that's real competition. That's real money that could have went to legitimate businesses that paid for the permit. Wow. That I I cannot believe that just that. <laughs> Why? You're against a 7-year-old girl selling lemonade. What the fuck is a 7-year-old girl going to do with 200 bucks? Uh, uh, buy a Barbie dream house. Hell if I know. Whatever the hell she wants. Exactly. That's the point. It's just anything that she would be using 200 bucks for is going to be like a crazy luxury. Whereas these people running hot dog stands in, in fucking 90 degree heat have to make money to pay for their fu- children. They have to pay to eat. They have to pay for their rent. I'm less concerned with the seven year old and I'm more concerned with, you know, Joe Schmo on the corner there slaving away to make rent. Wow, I I I have very I'm very surprised. By this. I, I I'm I'm seeing this from an isolated perspective because I'm looking at it like, dude, if if I was a clever asshole and I had no moral compass, I'm gonna I'm gonna sit by there and I'm gonna take my seven year old and have her sell lemonade for me. You think the parents put her up to this? Is that what you think? Uh, 
Quite possibly, man. I mean, who complained to the extent that the news people got involved? Hmm. I don't know. I she mean, was, how, was... how often is she selling lemonade where it's really that big of an issue? Well, this was at a fair that she was doing this. This was at a fair? Yeah. But it's still, like, fucking, it's at a, it's at a fair, dude. Then if it's only a one-day fair, then big fucking deal. Go home. Oh, I can't sell lemonade. No big fucking deal. Next time, I'll just get a permit. I mean, even like I said, if, even if it's ten percent, she's making two hundred dollars. How much can a permit fucking possibly cost? Uh, I think it's about one fifty, actually. I think if, uh, if I remember correctly. Well, she's still making fifty bucks for a seven-year-old. For a fucking seven-year-old, she'll still, she'll buy like three Barbie dream houses. All right, Rex. Like, I got a question for you then. I just remembered something. Yeah. Let's say you are out of school. Yeah. And you're I don't know, maybe twelve, ten years old. Uh-huh. And uh, you bring a backpack full of chips and snacks. Yeah. And you're selling it to the, your fellow students. Is uh, that is that okay? Is it okay for me to do? Yes. If I can get away with it. <laughs> so what about your permit? What happened to the permit? Well, it's it's not a question of... You're stealing it, from the vending machines. Yeah, but what you're doing is you're taking me and putting me in a different perspective now. You're saying if it's me. It, what, did, you, did you not do this when you were younger? Yeah, of course I did. Okay. <laughs> And I'm going to do it until I can get away with it. But <laughs> once I, I get caught, I'm not going to throw my hands up in the air and be like, this is wrong societally and philosophically that I'm getting busted for this. I knew it was wrong when I did it. I hid it. I hid all the stuff that I, I, I sold candy when I was like 10 or 11 years old. And, and I sold it, but I knew it was wrong the whole time. I knew I wasn't allowed to. And I if just, you got a ticket for this, or if you got in trouble with detention or something, you would... I did. I did get in trouble for it. No, and what happened? I had to stop. Did you stop, or did you just become more sneaky? I got more sneaky. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't call the fucking news agency. <laughs> and I, I upped the stakes, too. I started selling porn. Oh! <laughs> There's a bigger margin on that, especially in the uh, 10 to 12-year-old bracket. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Maybe this lemonade stand was a cover for porn. Maybe that's what was happening at the fair. <laughs> Seven-year-old porn? Now there's something I disagree with. Oh. <laughs> Fucking Chris Hansen popped out from behind a bush. What are you doing here? I have some emails. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to give her a guitar lesson. Um, but, but yeah, I just, I just look at it like it's wrong. I mean, even for me when I did it, it was wrong because I was competing against school clubs and school uh, sports groups that did that to try to raise money for actually, like, legitimate organizations. Uh, I, what was I fucking doing it for? Private profit. I was taking the money, and I was spending it... Barbie Dreamhouse? No, on Magic <laughs> the Gathering cards, because I'm a huge fucking nerd. Oh, right. <laughs> uh, you would think I'd be buying the porn with the money. Right. Knowing me. But no, I did buy the porn with the money, but that was just me stepping up from, like you know, the marijuana of candy to the cocaine of porn <laughs> because there's, like, more margin on that stuff. Yes, Doritos is a gateway to pornography. I've always felt that. that that's what, really what it is. Yeah, you've seen those commercials with the Doritos chick? That's a gateway to porn. Did you, did you know that Doritos not too long ago came out strongly against Please don't say drug, porn. drug use oh, okay. and marijuana use? Oh, that's I'm what like, I heard about that. Yes. Yeah, I'm like, do you know who your audience is? Right. That was like uh, when um, uh, Michael Phelps, the swimmer dude, I think it was Wheaties. They, they uh, dropped decided, him? Yeah, they dropped him as a sponsor because he was yeah. caught with a picture of him and a bong. 
And, like, and I, I think that's so stupid because I mean, any any stoner stoner you meet, I mean, they eat two things. It's like Doritos and and cereal. Yeah, I mean, you're dropping like ninety percent of your clientele by boycotting wheat. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> who do you think eats your food? It's the people that are all hopped up on the marijuana. Let's not forget the important thing, though, Adam. He didn't drop the end bomb. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's no Doctor Laura. That's true. He's a hero. I think so. That guy's. I don't know. I, maybe not so much a hero, just a freak of nature. Yeah, I mean, a role model. I don't know. That's that's another that's thing. He was a big like, oh, the kids, the kids. The, the, are the kids really looking up to him as a swimmer? They they see him get eight gold medals and like, now I'm gonna be a swimmer, mom. I don't think yeah. so. <laughs> now I'm gonna be a swimmer. I'm five one and two hundred pounds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're not gonna be a fucking swimmer. You're gonna be a cannonball. You're gonna sink to the bottom <laughs> of that shit. But yeah, the the whole lemonade thing that's wrong. They probably knew it was wrong. They probably did it anyways because they were making so much money. They made 2K in one day. But like I said, even if it's only like, you know, 5% of that, it's yeah. still like, that's still 100 bucks. Yeah, I don't know. I, I get, maybe they were hiding behind the whole cuteness factor that they're not going to get a ticket. I, mean, ah. I think so. I think so. All right. Another question for you then. Her pimping out her little kid. <laughs> what she's doing? It's akin to prostitution. You're, you're selling her cuteness. <laughs> I'm not against that, by the way. Selling cute, selling cute. If uh, I, I have a daughter, and uh, she's adorable. Uh-huh. And if uh, she, I, if doors open up because I'm walking hands in hand with my cute daughter, I have no problem with that. If uh, I decide to get uh, seated first at a restaurant because I have a daughter with me that she's adorable, the way the the seater loves her, whatever, that's fine. I'm I'm not gonna go around uh, dolling her up like what is the Miss Little Sunshines, whatever. Oh, the little, the like Miss America for little kids shit. Yeah, whatever that. That is. stuff is crazy. It's it's upsetting. It is. It is. Yeah, yeah. And they're supposed to act sexy. I think I watched one of those ones where like they're doing the swimsuit or whatever. Yeah. And and it's grotesque. They're like act sexy now, and I'm like, she's fucking seven. She doesn't even know. Like she hasn't hit puberty yet. You're you're fucking this kid up in her head. Absolutely. Oh, man. And, uh, I was watching The Soup with uh, Joe McHale, and uh, they did a thing about that. And they said, uh, oh, speaking of which, we have a set of previous uh, Little Miss Americas with, in studio. And uh, these guys walk in with dresses on, drinking beers. I'm like, yeah, it was great back in the day, but it screwed us up for life. And it just, uh, <laughs> it's very entertaining. But uh, back to the, uh, I guess, the selling the lemonade. Yeah. Another question, then. Mm-hmm. Uh I have recently started pimping myself out on the Craigslist for any kind of graphics work because that's what I do. Okay, cool. Because I was I was thinking you're going with a different direction. <laughs> yes. We we had a one particular friend. I uh, I'm sure you remember this, but absolutely. He used to go on the personals on Craigslist and he'd bring us over. He'd call us over. Guys, guys, look at this one. It's only 15 roses an hour. Yeah, roses. <laughs> roses. And I'm like, what are they gonna do with all those roses? That's not what I thought. <laughs> I thought that she was creepy. Yeah, he actually ended up becoming a driver for one of them for a little while. What the hell? I, I, don't, I don't. I don't know, know how the whole transition happened or how it worked, but through conversation, I guess. Hey, you need a driver, baby? All right, whatever. I get extra cash. Whatever. I didn't drive, but I played bodyguard once. Is that right? Yeah, for uh, uh, a girl I used to date who did stuff like. Fetish work. Huh. That was, I mean, like, 
that was a really easy job. All I did was call like every so often and read a book. Nice. Yeah. Very classy, reading a book as you're driving around a fetish model. <laughs> uh, no, not a model. Like she, fetish work. Fetish work. All right, whatever. Not, it's the same not, thing. She's not like modeling. Right. Not, no pictures are being taken. I hope not. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm pimping myself out with the Craigslist. Is, right. is that wrong? Should Why I get, would it be? Should I get ticketed for that because I'm taking away business from real design agencies? Fuck no. How's that different? You're not in a designated place that's been assigned to do that sort of business. The internet? No, I mean, a public park and a fairgrounds, they, they do that on purpose. They advertise it. You know, they, they spend money to attract people there, and people that are already there are permitted. So it's a more like, it'd be different if you went and set up shop there in a situation where people are already paying. On the internet, it depending on how legitimate you're doing this. Like if you set up your own website, yeah, you're you're up for business. Even if you're not setting up your own website and, and somebody just posts an ad, I need this sort of work done. How is that any different than like posting an ad in a penny saver or a newspaper or anything like that? You know, the, why not? Okay. So then uh, let, me, let me make sure I understand then. If this seven-year-old girl was sell, selling lemonade outside of her own house on the street, uh-huh. is that okay then? Does she need a permit? Yeah. She needed a permit in her city to do this? I would I would assume so. She's selling. Why would she need a permit to sell on her own property? It's like a yard sale. You don't need a permit to have a yard sale. It's a, it's a food and safety license. That's what she was missing. A food and safety That's license. That's what she got ticketed for. Not having a food and safety license. Well, then I guess no. Can't do that. But that's, that's not in a designated area then. That's kind of off to the side. Nobody's paying for the drawing people in. It's it's just outside of her house, in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. That's still wrong. Yeah. But me on the internet saying I'll do work is not wrong. No, definitely not. I don't I don't see how those are both true. You're not handling food. <laughs> what there's there's a reason for the law. The reason why they have to get a food and safety license is because it's like a food handler's license. Okay. They want to make sure that people that are distributing things that are gonna, that are going to be consumed orally you know, don't have bugs in it. You don't, you know, you're not fucking using coal runoff to put in your food like the Chinese do. <laughs> I mean, that's that's really what that law is there for. They want to make sure that you're adequately educated and certified to distribute food to people. Okay, But your argument at the beginning was about taking away from other businesses. I'm saying that's one of the reasons that could be. I don't know what the intent was. I don't know. I'm not in the legislator's mind, and I don't know what they were thinking. Oh, one of them, or all of them, or I mean, who knows? Maybe they have their own different reasons. They just see the thing, and they go, "Well, yeah, I could understand the logic behind this." But what if this is happening? And and then they pass it, and it's law. And at that point, it's the law. Okay. Now these uh, these these health inspectors that gave her a ticket. Yeah. Uh, they. I don't know why they did. I, I'm going to assume the uh, mind frame was uh, they're assholes. <laughs> uh, but uh, once this kind of got the media attention, the county chairman apologized for this whole thing and said that the health inspectors are supposed to be using professional discretion in enforcing the food safety laws, which is intended for commercial businesses. So ah, they, well, then you go. Then that's that's uh, the wrong application of the law. Yeah. So they should not have given her a ticket. Yeah. Yes. In that case, they shouldn't have. I win. 
<laughs> what, what do you mean you win? You were asking me if it was right, if, if she was breaking the law. I was assuming that the law was actually being broken. Now you're telling me that the law wasn't being broken because the, the law stipulated a specific circumstance in which it applies to. Objection. Argumentative. Objection. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, if, if that's really the case and it's only applied to commercial people, then she's obviously not commercial. She's not doing commercial work there, uh, depending on what that definition is. Now, if that's really the case, then no, don't don't take don't take it. Okay. Now, you're, you're just fucking with a little seven year old. Right. Okay. So now she's right, and now somehow I'm wrong. I don't know. Why are you wrong? I don't know because it's entertaining that way. Okay. <laughs> this is this is why you have unsuccessful relationships with women. <laughs> you're right. I'm wrong. <laughs> one of us is right, and one of us is wrong. It can't be both. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy! All right, well, we, I got another story here before we uh, we get out of here. Uh, this happened in the UK. There was uh, this guy, Haroon Zarahiyahi. Bless you. Thank you. <clears throat> um, he was uh, praying for Ramadan. Okay. And then uh, he comes out to his car to find a boot on it uh, because I guess he was parked in an area he shouldn't have been parked in for over two hours. Uh, the ticket originally is for five hundred and sixty-nine dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, he didn't think he was wrong. Why not? Because he didn't think he was gone for more than two hours. Okay. Uh, so he goes, and he sits inside the car All right. for 30 hours. What the fuck? Over this 30-hour uh, period, he gets 40 more tickets and three more clamps. So every single tire is clamped down now, and he's got, he's got fines over $5,000. All right. Now, this is interesting because the community kind of rallied around him. They started bringing him food and bringing him stuff so he could keep staying in the car to protest this crazy ticket. Oh, where's he going to the restroom? Oh, no. That's not in the story. That's (laughs) gross, man. Oh, no. Yes, that's... Oh, boy. Ugh. Anyway, 30 hours later, uh, after all the commotion and everything, they ended up taking away the boots and the fines and everything, and they only charged him $156. And that was just for parking on the private lot without a permit. Well, yeah, because he punished himself already. <laughs> but I, th- I think this sets a bad precedent. If uh, He didn't agree, so he staged a, a protest and pretty much got the ticket overturned uh-huh. because he didn't like it. Yeah. If this could happen here, I mean, there's, I'd be getting out of tickets all the time. What? I, mean, I don't agree with your ticket, so I'm staging a protest against your ticket until I get enough attention that you have no choice but to take the ticket away. Isn't isn't that encouraging crazy behavior? Not really. I don't think so. I got I mean I mean think think about all those I mean think about the the student strikes for fee hikes. Nothing got done with that. Think about the people that were in Berkeley that lived in the trees that they didn't want to get chopped down. Nothing got done with that. I mean, what was the last time you really heard about you know, something that actually resulted in some action uh, in the United States that was just like somebody trying to put their foot in the ground. Ah, that's a that's a good point. This is the UK, after all. Yeah. Yeah, that that probably wouldn't fly here. I don't. I don't think so. Hmm. I mean, or if it does, then like nobody would hear about it because they wouldn't want to like spread the word so that they encourage the behavior. You're right. Yeah. I mean, there's enough people doing crazy things for. Uh, the sake of being on reality television. But... Not only that, but, like, Americans are heartless, dude. That, Americans yeah. are heartless. It's just like, what, you? oh, you got a fucking ticket? That's it? Now you go fuck yourself. <laughs> you know, like, that's... that's <laughs> what that... 
I can imagine myself even saying that. Oh, he got a ticket and then he's in his car. <laughs> These are Americans fucking, or people from New Jersey that are upset. Fucking moron. I hope he starves to death. <laughs> no, I mean, just you broke the law. You're a human being. I'm a human being. And the law applies to everybody equally. Stop fucking with shit. You broke the law. You're, you're an adult. You you did something. You you have to be responsible for your actions. Period. <laughs> well, what? No, no. Well, I mean, he's Ramadan, right? Yeah. Well, What's that? Yeah, he, he's what does praying that mean for Ramadan. Again? He's Muslim. I guess. He's Jewish. What does that mean? Ramadan. Uh, I don't know. You don't know. I don't know. He's religious. He's, he's a really... religious guy. So he deserves to get punished just because he's religious. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. I, was, I was gonna say, what about the whole uh, the whole Obama thing recently? Oh, that's right. Recent polls have shown one in five Americans think that Obama is actually a Muslim. One in five? One in five. That's Well, I think it's 18%, but you round it up, one in five is 20%. Oh, okay. That is, uh, that, to me, it's, it's mind-boggling. How could you think that he's a Muslim? I mean, the, the, all the people were trying to spew these kind of this rhetoric uh, at the beginning when he was getting elected that he's Muslim uh, because of whatever. He, he went to a Muslim school back in the day. Dude, 18% of them probably think that he's also a Nazi. Yeah. they listen to Glenn Beck. Or born I mean, in Kenya. Yeah, yeah, or born, or not a U.S. citizen, or any number of these, like, outlandish claims that Glenn Beck and fellow morons alike make. Yeah, now, I think the, the reason why this is news now, uh, or why the number has jumped up, I mean, it used to be 11% back in the day. Yeah. Uh, now it's up to 18%. And I think it's because of this whole fiasco in New York about the mosque being built there. Okay. Uh, the, if, if you don't know about this, for, if you're under a rock for some reason, they're, they're trying to build a mosque uh, about three blocks away from Ground Zero in New York. Mm-hmm. And this is causing people to go nuts because they, they feel like if you build a mosque there, it's like the, uh, the terrorists have won. They're, they're planting a flag in New York saying, yeah, we took down your tower and now we're putting up a whole a temple right here. F you, I think Americans. that's bullshit. You don't, you don't think that's right? I, I think that you can't see see the the kind of like implicit message behind all that is that all Muslims are terrorists, aren't they? No, <laughs> no that's, 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 I mean, if, if you kidding. look at the atrocities you know committed by all of the religions, Christianity's probably the fucking worst. <laughs> I mean, seriously, we we had like what a, a six hundred year head start on. Islam, because Islam didn't even, you know, branch off from uh, the the the, uh, the Jewish religion until like 632 or something like that, when Muhammad actually came around. So we, we had a good 600-year head start. We had the Inquisition, <laughs> and, you know, we had so many just people that were killed in the name of God, holy wars and crusades and all this bullshit. And, and then suddenly, uh, you know, a, a, a subset of, of uh, people. A subset of people who consider themselves Muslim that are ultra radical run a, a, a complaints into buildings in in the the you know in pretty much cultural capital of the U.S. Right. and suddenly all Muslims are bad. That's that's bullshit. When when uh what was his name? Timothy McVeigh did yeah. the Oklahoma City bombing. Not not everybody didn't turn on Christendom. They didn't go all oh, oh, all Christians are bad. And that guy was like a crazy Christian. He's a God told me to do it because the Jews and the blacks are doing all this stuff. And <laughs> that, that's really what his justification is. That for. Right? He, was a, he was a crazy radical. What? He was. He was. He was like an uber religious dude. 
I mean, so that a lot of uh, white supremacists, they, they take a hard religious standpoint. They go, you know, where the, God's true people and everybody else are mongrels and lesser races and all this stuff. That, that's kind of like the rhetoric that they spew. But you don't see people turning on Christendom because there's a small subset of the of Christians out there that are fucking nuts. Why are you going to turn completely against Islam simply because they have a subset of their society that is also fucking nuts? I think you, you look at any group. You're going to have a couple nut, nut jobs out there. Hell, I, I got a couple nut jobs in my fucking family. <laughs> Why am I going to not think that that applies to, you know, every other group? Yeah, now the, there's a big outcry against this. And in fact, I, I would assume a majority of people, uh, or Americans, I should say, mostly maybe people in New York are against this, and they're trying to stop it. They're trying to stop it at all, all kinds of costs. Yeah. But the, the problem is that they're, they're not doing anything uh, legally wrong. They're not. They I have mean, the, 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 and this is like heavy, heavy constitutional shit, okay? This is the establishment clause at work. That says that the government shall make no law regarding the establishment of religion. Yeah. In other words, you you have secularization, no no church and state mixing. Period. They they can't they can't make it illegal for a mosque to be opened there. Yeah, and this this kind of goes back to the one of the original points we were making is yes, it's maybe morally wrong to do this, but there's a lot of people that object to this morally, but you have the right. Yeah. And uh, and the reason why I think everyone's all down on Obama right now is because when he was first asked about this, he was mm -hmm. like, yeah, they have a right to do this. Yeah. And then uh, they asked him the next day, like, well, what do you mean they have the right to do this? You're going to let this happen? And he said, like, uh, I'm not going to comment on the wisdom of this. I'm, it's, I'm just saying that they have the right to. Yes. And the fact that he's not commenting, everyone thinks that he's pro-building the mosque. And, well, uh, dude, he... he... When he took his oath, he took an oath to defend the Constitution of the United States. And and given that he's a pretty fucking smart dude, he knows what he's defending. And that's what he meant. He said, I, you know, that they have a right to do it. He stated it plainly and simply. Motherfucker went to Harvard Law School, okay? He knows what it says <laughs> in the Constitution. And he knows what it means. He knows the legal president. When he said that, he was he was saying it as an authority on the matter as the person that's responsible for defending all the rights in the Constitution to all U.S. citizens. And and I'll, I'll believe him. Yeah. I don't think he, he should be crucified for it. He's protecting, you know, the the Muslims to open up a mosque there in New York at Ground Zero, but he's also protecting all the other rights in the Constitution that we hold sacred at the same time. He can't pick and choose. It's, it's not the Bible. Right. You got to do what's uh, right for the the people and and even though in this case the people may be against it if if you were to, if, if anybody not, not just obama uh, if anybody were to come against this and actually stop this from happening mm -hmm. that i think hurts the people the 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 nation more than anything else because it is kind of saying everyone is free unless we really don't like it yeah that that's really what it is saying it's a minority discrimination period yeah that's what it is you you have to res you have to respect this you know, religion's right to have a, a mosque there, period. And and if we, I mean, this is kind of like what makes us great as America. I know it doesn't seem like it is, and a lot of people are, you know, a lot of people care very passionately about this subject, 9-11. I mean, yeah, it was emotional for everybody. Yeah. But um, this is what gives us the ability to say that we are more moral 
if, if we really are moral and we want to use morals as a justification uh, for, for our positions and our justifications behind things, we have to go, uh, we're not going to discriminate. We have these rules and we think they're, they're great rules. And then we think that if everybody lived by these rules, then society would be better for it. And these rules have to apply to everybody equally, period. And this is one of those circumstances where we have to go, okay, cool, you, you have this right. We'll respect it. And, and if anything, I think that gets us more respect because it shows that we're not petty. Yeah, and we're not flipping, flip-flopping. We're not going back and forth on different Yeah, we're not going, oh, here's feelings. the rule, unless... Yeah. Unless, you know, the society thinks you're a terrorist because you're a Muslim. Right. That's, that's <laughs> bullshit. And, and that goes to the, the much bigger issue of uh, constitutionality about anything in general. That uh, if we went based on what our feelings were versus what's constitutionally right, then uh, blacks wouldn't be able to vote. Women wouldn't be able to vote. Uh, gays can't get married. Yeah, it's all this stuff that is true today because of the Constitution and not because of the feelings. People's yeah, feelings are, are fickle. They're crazy. Nobody knows what they feel from one day to the next. It could, it could change. But, yeah, yeah the Constitution's always there. That's what we we, we go just by. have to gamble that you know the people that are on the Supreme Court can be a little bit more objective than everybody else. Yeah, that's 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 the biggest gamble there. Hopefully, they can step away from the situation. I mean, they've made mistakes before. When you look at like Dred Scott, where they said separate but equal was okay, yeah. but then later on they took it back. They didn't. They said uh, Brown v. Board. They said that it's in, it, there's no such thing as separate but equal. It's either just equal or or not. You know, and they've they've made mistakes before. They flip, they have flip flop, uh, and and uh, hopefully we could just you know bank on them being a little bit more objective, a little bit more intellectual. Have when when you hire somebody to do this specific job, you have to hope that because we got people that are specialists in it, maybe they'll do a little bit better than just our you know first emotional gut reaction. And uh, just to uh, give information about the current state of this whole mosque crap, um, and well, and again, don't take me 100% at this, because this is stuff that I've heard or I've read, and if, if, well, if you're coming to us for information, then you've got other problems to worry about. <laughs> <laughs> We're just trying yeah, to entertain. You know what? We, we know more than Glenn Beck. That guy's a fucking moron. <laughs> Yeah, but the, the the latest thing about the whole Moss thing is they were trying to get it stopped based on historical, uh, whatever the the building that they were gonna break down. They were trying to make it a historical landmark so they couldn't break it down. So if they did build the mosque, it has to be inside the building or something. All right. Uh, that got turned down. So it's not a historical landmark. It's just a crappy building. It turns out. So uh, they're gonna break it down. But there is some talk from the the imam, the the mosque leader person. Uh, uh -huh. He's thinking about the imam. <laughs> That's what the it's imam. called. Imam. Imam. Yeah. Well, it sounds like imam, but you you said it like if it was like an internet mom, like <laughs> imam. But but yeah. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> the internet mom uh, is thinking about <laughs> just relocating it because of all the outcries against it. I guess we'll see what happens. I mean, they it's supposed to be start getting built. I think at the end of the month or something. Uh, don't, don't, we're not going to keep you updated. Read up on it. I mean, this, this is just, a, it's an on and gone story. We're not going to make this a, a, a topic of our show. I wouldn't mind covering it again if Obama was just like, yo, fuck you. <laughs> we're doing it. Yeah. This is America and we do what we want. Whack. Yeah. And then he drops an end bomb. <laughs> As you're skateboarding over a plane or something. <laughs> <laughs> Aww. Where's my screen? I know. I missed that guy. <laughs> 
Alright. Well, I guess that uh, will wrap it up then. I think we got a little serious at the end there, but who cares? Check out the website for updates of stuff going on. We got pictures on there for certain things, and uh, yeah. And if you have any comments, for the love of God, send it to us. Especially if you don't like us. We want to hear about that. But, uh, well, you know, on, on the serious note, I mean, when David Tell gets too serious, he just goes, Well, you want me to go silly funny again? You ever wrestle your dog until you come? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> until next time, I'm Adam. <laughs> I'm right. <Rex. laughs> I give myself to you from the essence of my being and I sing to my God. Songs of love and healing, I want Mishiach now. Time and starts a feeling. What is this feeling? My love will rip a hole in the ceiling. I give myself to you from the essence of my being and I sing to my God. Songs of love and healing, I want Mishiach now.